Anything you want to promote? Are you on tour, write books? Or anything? You know what I want to promote? This is what I want to promote. You ready for this, Jesse? I am ready. I want to promote you finding yourself. Amazing. Promote you loving your people. I want to promote you standing up for a community that you know has been mistreated. Welcome to the Father's Day. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Don't forget, the Father's Day is on Patreon, so click the Patreon link in the description to support our work. Hola, mamma mia, delicious. Thank you. I have with me the one, the only, Monique. That's the whole name. Monique, a comedian and an Oscar-winning actress. Monique, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Jesse. Absolutely. You lost a lot of weight. You look different. Do I look different? Yeah. Uh, which way do you like it? The way you look now or the other way? You know, I like being healthier. Yeah. yeah. I, I I appreciate being healthier. Um, I like me both ways, but I appreciate me being healthy right now. I'm a mama. I got a husband. So <laughs> I like the way it looks. It's going to get me closest to 100. There you go. You look amazing. Thank you, Jesse. You do. So is your husband ahead of you? It's, say that again. Is your husband ahead of you? You know, uh, God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, and woman over children. Oh, it's, that's so good. Yes, my husband is my king. He is the king of the castle. Right on. What Being a, a Oscar-winning actress, you're a worker, you're, you know how to be independent. What is it like to have a man that's the head of you, you can look up to and admire? You know, Jesse, that's a great question because it's an honor. Yeah. And it took me a minute to get there because I was that independent, empowered black woman that couldn't <laughs> nobody tell me nothing. So <laughs> it took me a minute to understand that I did have a king and that I had to understand the order of the relationship. Yep. So I'm I'm grateful that he was patient enough and was, loved me through. I was going to ask you about that. How did he deal with that when you were on the ego trip before you were able to let the ego go and follow the order of God? Well, we've been best friends since 10th grade, since nice. we were 14 years old. So we were best friends before we were anything. And He's the one person that can have a conversation with me that most cannot because he's been knowing me since I was a little girl. Yes. So he was able to talk to his friend. And that's how I was able to let go of that ego because he was dealing with his friend. Right and on. he was saying things to me that it was taking me to my knees, Jesse. <laughs> okay it was taking me down to my knees Jesse I was like don't tell me the truth about myself like that now I can't my ego can't stand that but I'm That's so right. grateful for it because it helped me to grow it helped me to love you know so I'm grateful for those moments this is one of the primary problems with black men and women today that order is broken 
When I was growing up, black men and women did not mind. They loved living that order of God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, woman over children. Women loved being women. Men loved being men, and they did what they were supposed to do. And then that order broke, and everything went to hell in a handbasket. And I firmly believe, without a doubt, if men were to come back to their natural state of being and bring that woman out of that ego hell, we could have an amazing black community again. Well, I, I, I think that it goes both ways. And I'll say for me, right? I grew up in a both, both my parents. My parents were married for over 50 years. Yes. But I watched my parents be in prison with one another. Yep. Though they were together, the picture looked good. Yeah. But behind the doors, I watched these people be in prison to one another. And so a lot of us, Jesse, we don't know order. Right. A lot of us don't even understand what that is to get our community back to it. And we're so afraid now of being vulnerable and being open and being broken to be rebuilt. Yes. Because the message that's being pushed out there is be independent, be empowered, be a boss, boss up. Well, we're taking that home to our families. And we're taking it home to our husbands. And in my humble opinion, when you got a real black man, <laughs> he ain't falling for the boss up. That's right. So, and when you got a real black man, he puts his queen in a position where she don't want to boss up. I love feeling protected. I love feeling that with that man, everything is okay. Yes. So it goes both ways. And, and, a lot of us in our community, we haven't been taught how to love. We haven't been taught how it should be in a relationship. We've not been taught those those fundamental principles and values. So, it, you know, we got to go back to just the basics. When women look down on you for loving your husband and obeying him and being right with him, how do you deal with that when they look down on you for that? I don't waver. And I got big shoulders for a reason. I'm okay if they look <laughs> like they can look however they want to look, but I'm looking in his eyes and he's looking in mine. Right on. And what I'm saying to those sisters is, sisters, it works. I know what we've been sold and I know what we've been told. Yep. And I know the images that we see. However, it really works when you allow somebody to love and you learn how to love back. It really works. So for those sisters, I don't take it personal. I understand it. What is it about Monique that you would like to overcome? When you, you get to know yourself, and we all have things that we have to overcome, what is it about you that you would love to overcome? You know, Jesse, <laughs> I didn't know this was going to be this, but I so appreciate it. <laughs> Um, you know, I grew up in a very toxic environment and it could be very easy for me to be a junkie to what's toxic. That's what I grew up in. Yeah. So I've gotten a lot better, but there are times I can take my mind to a toxic place and there's nothing going on. There's nothing wrong. There's, there's nothing, but that fix comes into play and I need that fix. I need... And what's making me better is when my sons will say to me, mommy, you good? And I'm like, they can see it. So 
that's the one thing that I would really would love to overcome when I can totally shut that door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Have you gone and forgiven your mother for the way she treated you and turning you away from your father and forgiving your father for not protecting you from her? Well, I, I want to make sure the story is correct. My my mother didn't turn me away from my father. Who turned you away? From my father? Yes. No one turned me away from my father. Do you have anger? You know, Jesse, I don't have anger. I have empathy. And what is that? It's, I watched two people be in a situation that really didn't want to be in that situation. And they happened to have children along the way. And I watched them not be a good matriarch or patriarch. Yeah. I watched them let their family go. And to say, have I forgiven them? You can't forgive when forgiveness hasn't been asked for. And why not? Because God said that before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must forgive because the people who traumatize us, and it is it start with the parents, they cannot help themselves as we cannot help ourselves. So as when you go and forgive them for their lack of patience and love and everything, God will forgive you. And then you can come out of your imagination. Well, you know, For me, I had to accept my parents as human beings right. and as people. And though they are my parents, but they're human beings. And what I had to come to understand, if they were not my parents, they wouldn't be the type of human beings that I would be around, that I would be in a relationship with. They just happened to be my parents. Yes. So when we talk about forgiveness, well... We've never had that conversation of closure. I'm not angry with my parents because both of them are now gone on to the next journey. I'm not angry with my parents, but to say, do I forgive my parents? Well, who am I to forgive them? Who am I to say, I now forgive you? I don't give myself that kind of power nor credit. So I've had to deal with who my parents were, right? And I have to fight to make sure I'm never that to my children. So when you, when you put your order in line, and I appreciate your order, nothing comes before my husband. Yeah. I want to be clear. Well, when I say forgiveness, God say that, see, when, when our parents fail us, we become angry at them. And mm-hmm. anger is the same as hatred, resentment, judgment. And so when we are angry at someone, we are playing God by yes. judging them. But when we go and apologize, we realize, we get to know ourselves, we realize just as we can help ourselves, they cannot help themselves. So we go and say, I'm sorry for resenting you for the way you were. I realize you cannot, could not help yourself. And that's when God will forgive us. We're not supposed to ask for forgiveness, but we will apologize for resenting them, playing God with them. I've been there. I have apologized for that resentment. And that's why I said I empathize with these people because once I understood, Monique, they're just people. Yes. They're just people. So I now had to get to a place where I empathize with a woman who couldn't appreciate all of the gems she brought into the world. 
I empathize with a woman who couldn't appreciate from her seed, those seeds had seeds. I empathize with a man who couldn't appreciate his family and his village. So I'm not angry with my parents, nor do I hold resentment. I empathize with those human beings that they never could accept or appreciate the joy that life had in store for them. So they both left this earth not in very happy places. Yeah. Let me say that. Do you have perfect peace now? Yeah. Let let me say this. I'm going to say yeah, because there was a time, Jesse, when I would go to that toxic place, it was hard for me to come back. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, baby, I was good at it, Jesse. I want to be mad Monday, Sunday, Tuesday with But now (laughs) that peace comes in that if my son can look at me and say, Mommy, you good? And I can look back at my son and say, yeah, I'm good. Because it can just that quick. It's like, girl, you saw how your mother left. Yeah. Come on back. So I don't know what perfect is, but I'm at a peaceful place. Yeah. Have you realized that every thought is a lie? The one that build you up and the ones that let you down, that they're both imposters? <laughs> Jesse Lee, I love you, okay? <laughs> um, have Every thought that I've had is a lie? No, every thought that human beings have, period. There's no such thing as a true thought, that every thought is a lie. We are not the creator of a thought. They are not from God. They are not from you. They are straight out of hell. And that's why we have to observe them like we're watching a movie. Wait a minute, Jesse. Now, wait a minute now, Jesse. <laughs> all my thoughts ain't from hell now, Jesse. I ain't going to let you tell me that now. All thoughts are from No such thing as a true thought. Well, let me say this. Do you create thoughts? I don't know where the thought comes from. I, I'll say that. I... I don't know why I'm a comedian. I cannot tell you why I'm funny. Yeah. Someone cannot tell you why they can sing because they're gifts, right? Right. Gifts. But when I think about my children, I'm happy, baby. That's a true thought. When I think about my husband, I get overwhelmed with joy. But that's love. Those are not thoughts. But that's a thought. I have to think about it to feel it. I want you to test it, Monique. I okay. want and let me know. You can write me a note or comment on the phone. I want you to observe every thought, but don't believe them. Don't believe the ones that build you up, and don't believe the ones that let you down. And just stay in the middle and do what you do. It's gonna blow your mind. Well, I think my mind is getting blown right now, because <laughs> I think I'm right there. You know, um, I've been to the Wizard of Oz and I've seen the Wiz. That's why I can stay right here. Because I've seen it way up here yeah. and I've seen it way down there. Nice. So I'm right there in the middle. Amazing. You played in this movie where you played this mean mama. T- what was in that movie? With the daughter? Precious. Precious. Mm-hmm. Monique, had I been close to you, I would have given you the tightest hug of your life. You played that movie. That Thank was you. deep. Thank you. That was mind-blowing. What was it like for you acting in that way? What was it like going through that process? I had a lot of fun. We laughed a lot. We played a lot. People think that it was such just dark, deep, 
place and did you have to be tranquil? Did they have to pull you out? No, no yeah. because I knew that person. I knew that character. And that character was my oldest brother, Gerald. I knew him very well. And I was so appreciative that Lee Daniels would trust me with bringing that character to life. No one knew me like that. Yes. So, you know, I was very appreciative that he let me bring her to life. And I wanted to bring her to life because she's very real. Nice. But those monsters are real, baby. Yeah, they are. Good look at it. See what our babies are dealing with and going through. So before you judge somebody, before you want to make fun or put them down, you have no idea what that baby just left home from. So, you know, I really wanted to make her real. Amazing. Well, you did an amazing job. It was absolutely amazing. It really was. I uh, um, I know you've gone through a lot because I've read about some of the things you've gone through and you've um, had a lot of up and down with folks and stuff like that. So I want to know how you dealt with these things. You've um, you've had disagreement with a lot of other Hollywood people, Oprah, Lee Daniel, Terry, uh, Tyler Perry, Steve Harvey, Whoopi Goldberg, and others. How did you deal with, with, when you, and I'm under the impression, correct me if I'm wrong, it seemed as though at one time you thought Oprah and all those people were your friends, meaning that you may not have been like close friends, but at least you had each other back. And when you disagree, it, didn't, it wouldn't interfere with the relationship. What was it like when you realized that they were not your friends, and how did you deal with that personally? Well, I never thought any of them were my friends. I thought that I had a relationship with Steve Harvey personally, but I take that word friend very seriously and I have very few. Yeah. So I never thought that any of them were my friends, um, but they were all people that I admired and they were all people that I said, do your thing, baby. Um, for as personal as I wanted to take it, because I wanted to take it personal. Yeah. And my husband had to explain to me, mama, it's just your turn. Because when you know the history of us in Hollywood and you know the black women that took a stand and made some noise, you understand what happened to them. And you've not read the stories about those women having a uh, pack of sisters behind them or beside them saying, we're going to stand with you. Or a group of brothers saying, we're going to stand with you. When you understand Hattie McDaniel's story, when you understand Eartha Kitt's story, when you understand Esther, Sto Esther Smith's story, when you understand these black women's stories and you don't read the story of and their husbands stood by their side. I'm not saying they didn't. You just, I just, I just don't read it in the stories. Right. It's as if it wasn't there. Yep. So for me, when Steve Harvey said, oh, you've burnt too many bridges. There's nothing I can do for you now. Well, Steve Harvey and I never had a conversation. My brother never picked up the phone and called me and said, hey, baby, talk to me. What's going on? Yeah. Because when I had an incident with United Airlines years ago, he said on his show, the one thing I know about my sister, she ain't no liar. 
So you know I ain't lying, Steve. So that right there was a little like, oh. Yeah, but man. I had to understand when you still got people that still are enslaved and they're our billionaires, such as Oprah Winfrey, such as Tyler Perry, such as Lee Daniels. When you have our black powerhouses that still have those chains on them mentally, that's the part that hurts. Yeah. Not the treatment, because I can't take it personal. I'm not the only one. I may be one of the few that says, no, I'm going to say it out loud what you're doing. Yeah. And let, let the chips fall where they may, baby. But what I cannot do is look in the mirror at myself knowing that I've been taken advantage of or mistreated and we still want to smile at each other. That's when people get mentally sick and I refuse to be mentally sick. When you say you admired them, what was it that you admired about them? Oh, my goodness, Jesse Lee. <laughs> when I first met Oprah Winfrey, I was a little fat girl in Baltimore, Maryland, and she was a older fat girl in Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> so far, people are talking. So here we was, these two fat girls. And when I saw her on TV, I said, she looks like me. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I knew I wanted to be famous, but I didn't know how I was going to be famous. But when I saw this woman named Oprah Winfrey, I said, oh my goodness, that's what I want to do. And then I had a chance to do a field trip down to the studio. And I had a chance to hug her, Jesse. And I said, I want to do what you do when I grow up. And she said, you're going to have to work really hard. Yeah. And when we hugged Jesse, that was one of them old country hugs. Like, <laughs> come on, sister. Right? Yeah. That's right. When I get to a show, that country hug went to a hug as if I smelled bad. It went to one of them little pats on the back. That's disheartening. Not that it's personal. It's just disheartening. Yeah. It's disheartening when that sister calls me and my husband personally and says, the position you're taking is right. You do have to draw the line in the sand. I understand why you won't do that for free. So I understand your position. And now when it comes out that I'm this difficult person, you say absolutely nothing. You're a part of the problem. Tyler Perry, we have that man on audio, Jesse Lee, saying that what he did was wrong. And he was going to come out when his movie Boo came out and he was going to tell the world that what he said was wrong to spread rumors that I was difficult to work with. Now we have that man on audio, his voice. But our community said, why would you tape him? That's like asking somebody, why would you tape the rapist raping you? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. With Lee Daniels, you have articles of Lee Daniels saying, she gave me everything she was supposed to give me. We wasn't never worried about no awards. So you have these people saying this woman did nothing wrong. But when it came time to say it, y'all silence said, I'm too afraid of this machine. And because you did not bow down to Lionsgate and you didn't do them a favor, we're going to blackball you and we're going to let, let your career be what it is. So what they didn't bank on, I'm not going anywhere. Nice. I can't be that type of person to go back with my head in between my legs full of apologies because I've done nothing wrong. And when you name our sister Whoopi Goldberg, I'm sorry, because I want to address the names you named. Yes. When you say Whoopi Goldberg, my sister was talking to me that day in her dressing room out of fear and love. She wasn't talking to me like she was trying to 
throw shade or she was talking to me out of fear and love. And when that woman said, Monique, it's your husband and you need to just get rid of him. I, I don't I don't do interventions. I don't get involved. I said, Whoopi Goldberg, it is my husband and my black attorney, Ricky Anderson, that's negotiated the biggest deals of my career. Nice. Then she got very quiet. And when that woman said to me, Monique, I make $1.5 million from The View. And I said, Whoopi, I got to fight for you too. Because there's no way you have been here all this time and you're our legend and our icon. And they paying you how much? <laughs> you got to think about the little girl coming behind us. And that woman looked at me and said, Monique, fuck the little girl coming behind you. You better worry about you. So again, I don't dislike any of my brothers and sisters. I love every person you name. I love, I love Lee. I love Tyler. I love Whoopi. But what I understand is my brothers and sisters are still enslaved. When you say enslaved, what do you mean enslaved exactly? What I cannot do, Monique, is speak against that white man. Oh. I, I speak against Lionsgate. I cannot say what they did was wrong. I cannot, and if I say it out loud, I don't know what that'll make me look like. So I can say it to you privately. You can't hold me to that publicly. So we'll let you, we'll throw you under the bus and we'll let the chips fall where they may. And it's like, that's what I think is wrong a large part with our community. We're yeah. so willing to let each other go. Just like, okay, on to the next. It's like, no, y'all, we do have to think about the ones coming after us. Were you surprised to learn that about them? That they were enslaved to the money and to other people like that? Were you surprised coming up and seeing them around? No. Were you surprised to learn that? No. And, and why not? When you know about our brother Tyler Perry, and please let me be clear, I'm proud of that cat for what he's been able to accomplish. Right. But when you understand he's accomplished a lot but didn't pay his people fairly. See, when you had the writers that wrote for Tyler Perry and he wouldn't let them go union. So when you know the history of people, when you understand how people were treated. And if this is public record, like they came out with it before, but we get so caught up in trinkets and stuff. You got a private jet, you got a private yacht, you got a mansion. I'm gonna listen to what you're saying. I don't care about principle. Right. So no, I wasn't surprised. When, see, I know, I know folks that know our sister Oprah and the treatment that they received. So no, I wasn't surprised. I think the surprise came in because they said, we dare you to say it out loud. <laughs> Amazing. I don't like truth or dare. That's right. I'm both of them, Jesse Lee. <laughs> I'm taking you up on both of them. <laughs> That's right. Amazing. And I love them. I do. But yeah, this I'll is what allow our community to heal. When, we, when I had to learn how to say, I'm sorry, Jesse. I had to learn how to apologize. Yeah. And that's something that my husband had to nurture me through because I used to watch how my parents apologize. We don't. You just get <laughs> over it in a few days and act like it didn't happen. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. So for the record, you hold no grudges against these folks, right? I don't hold any grudges. Yeah. No. I believe that. Mm -mm. Yeah, I believe My life is too good for me to hold grudges. What I do hold is them to be accountable. 
See, what I do hold is don't stand in front of us with your fist up. But when ain't nobody watching, you scrubbing the black off of you. I hold us accountable as I hold me accountable because I ain't walk no perfect line. Yeah. I hold us accountable. We've stopped holding us accountable. Your bank account depends on your how we're going to judge your character. If you got fat money, baby, listen here. We're going to act like we ain't see it. Because yeah. you might be able to give me an opportunity. But don't you know that thing going to come revisit you? That's true. That's amazing. Are you a Christian? No. You're not a Christian? Do you believe in God? I believe in the universe. How about God? I believe in, you call it God, I call it the universe. Because the universe is everywhere. So I believe everything starts with the universe. And for me, Jesse, the love I have for the universe allows me to love everybody with no judgment whatsoever. Whatever you do, however you do it, it allows me to love you with no judgment. I, I want to share something with you. I did a prison special, right? And I went to this prison in Ohio. And a sister was a warden at the time, mm-hmm. right? And I asked her, because they had death row there. And I wanted to see what death row was. Right. I wanted to look into the person's eyes that was on death row and I wanted to see the monster, right? So she takes me to death row and she says, Monique, you cannot touch them. And I said, that's inhumane and I'm going to touch them, right? So they wouldn't open up the the bar, but you could, they could put their hands through the little gate. Right. The one lady that came to that gate, Jesse, she looked at me and half of her face and body was burned. And she said, Monique, I haven't, nobody's touched my hand since I've been in here. And she was in there for like 10, 12 years. She said, I set my house on fire with my son in it. Amazing. And when I ran outside, I came back to my senses, Monique. She said, when I ran back in to get my baby, I couldn't get to him because by now the fire department then got there and they got me out. And she said, if I could do it all over again, but I can't. So I deserve to be here. I'm not asking not to be here. She said, but I just want, I just want people to know that if I could do it all over again. And Jesse, me and that woman held each other's hands and we cried together. It allowed me not to judge her because I don't know what her mind was that day. I don't know. And and sanity and insanity is a fine line. The other sister that was in there, she had her husband killed. Amazing. The man, she didn't actually pull the trigger. The man that pulled the trigger got the death penalty. She got life. She went to the judge and said, can you please switch the sentences? I don't deserve to live for what I did to my husband because he didn't deserve that. Me and that woman held on to each other. So I don't play in groups. I don't play Christianity. I don't play Muslim. I don't play Baptist. I simply play love. I belong to the group called Love. And I believe in the universe. 
Well, let me. So, if I'm hearing you right, so when your mother, your father, and mother got together and they had sex and they made you, mm-hmm. were you created by God or by the universe? The universe. I'm not going to change my mind, Jesse. So, when you say universe, are you saying the universe is God? Right. Oh. Yes. That's you call them. You call it God. I say the universe. I say it's always, everywhere, all the time, sees all things, everything. So what you say, God, because see, for me, in my humble opinion, especially in our community, God got a lot of restriction. God got a lot of rules. God jealous. God be mad as shit, Jesse. God going to punish you and send you to hell. I don't want to fool with him. God costs 10% of my money. Well, what the, what the, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why am I paying? What, what am I, what? So for me, it got, to, it got to Wizard of Oz. Yeah. I just say, I want to just love you. And that's it. Amazing. So I got to ask you this. Do you believe that human beings are in a fallen state? My show is called The Fallen State for a reason. Do Do I believe we're in a fallen state? That's 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 very um, strong. However. I do believe we are. And I don't even want to go to the state. I want to deal with us. And when you say us, you mean black people? Our community. Yeah. Right? Because that's what I'm very familiar with. And we, I believe, humbly, we want to jump on everybody else's way and not get to know our own way. We want to jump on Whatever anybody say is popular, that's the way we jumping. Yeah. Whatever somebody say, okay, well, now we ain't fooling with them. We ain't fooling with them. We are so easily swayed, and we have got to get grounded. Amazing. You know, I I talked to a beautiful, my husband talked to a beautiful brother the other day, Brother Rudy. He's Paul Mooney's cousin. And he said, you know, we're losing our gatekeepers. Yeah. We're losing the, the ones that will say, come here and let me talk to you. See, my gatekeeper was Patty LaBelle. My gatekeeper was Ashford and Simpson. My gatekeepers was the legends that had some real conversations with me. But we're losing those gatekeepers to say, all right, y'all, where we going? Are you still close to Patty LaBelle? Yes. Nice. Yes. I got to ask you this, uh, Monique, because of time. It's going by so fast that I can talk to you forever. Yes, you know I can talk my ass off, baby. You know <laughs> I'm a talker. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I got to ask, because I'm not clear on this, and okay. I watched the video trying to get get it right. Okay. I, I, uh, when you say you and your husbands are in a relationship, yeah. um, um what it's called shared relationship or something like that. No, open. Open relationship, right. Yes. Are you saying you have sex with other men and he has sex with other women? Let me explain it. Okay. When we first got together, Jesse, I married my best friend. Right. I married my partner. I married the man that I called up when I was cheating on my other husband. 
And Jesse, okay, don't judge me. <laughs> because it was my, he's, he's been my best friend since I was 14 years old. Right. right. So when we first got married, I wasn't marrying my husband. I was marrying my best friend. I was marrying my partner. And no, we wasn't in love. What I was marrying was protection. And I, I needed somebody I could trust. And I needed, I needed somebody that I knew that loved me for real. So when we first got together, I said, listen, because in my mind at the time, I'm the boss. Yeah. My ego this big, baby. Yeah. I'm Nikki Parker. <laughs> All over the world, Jesse. Okay. Amazing. When we first got together, because it was my best friend, I didn't know how to lie to him. I didn't know how to play him. So I said, listen, check this out. There's still a cat that I want to. Keep saying I enjoy his company. It ain't nothing serious. But, you know, from time to time, I like to see him. He was like, yo, you're my best friend. That's not going to stop us from loving each other. Yeah. But I want you to understand something. You know, if you can see other dudes, I can see other women. I said, no, that's not the plan. I'm famous <laughs> and not you. That comes with being famous. Now, that's initially how it started. That that's that's initially how I started. That we could be with other people if we so that wasn't our deal baker. If we so choose, right? Once time went on, and we fell in love, and we became like, wow, we married to each other. This is beautiful. Now let me be clear: it's still not a deal breaker, but it's not something that. I want to even think about because that man got me so wide open, Jesse. <laughs> like we both so sprung on each other, baby. Our children be like, "Damn, y'all going on a date again?" Yes, again. Don't <laughs> knock on the door, okay? <laughs> okay. So you know. So am I hearing you right? You're saying now that you guys are married, you don't do that anymore when you're sleeping with other people. No, but we're still in an open relationship, and what it means now is. We so open to each other. Neither one of us will leave this earth without knowing each other fully. We but, so open to our feelings and emotions and our thoughts. But if and, you do do that, do you let each other know? Or you just go out there and do it and come it back home. No, it ain't no secret. Like that's my best friend. So would you say to him, no. "Honey, I went out and 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 I got screwed tonight"? No. No, because you're not going to ever disrespect your king, and your king is not going to ever disrespect his. So queen. you don't tell him. No, it's not it's not a not telling. It's something we haven't done that in over 10 years. Amazing. 11 years. But it's something that that blows people's mind even still, because, again, being Christian, it got us caught up in a Christian way. And it made us think that ownership. Yeah. See, so when you ask me, am I Christian? It's like I really don't like. But I have to say this. That's a religion that was given to us. That is a white man's religion that he said, this is our white God and this is what you believe. So no, Jesse, I am not Christian. And I would, for my beautiful people, it's like y'all find it for yourself. Find it for yourself. And if finding it for yourself means, you know what, I got a husband and my husband got three wives and all of us are good with that, then everybody good. You're going to hell and that's wrong and that's bad. Based off of what and who. So you believe that Christianity is the white man's religion? 
Well, who taught it to us? I'm sorry? Who taught it to us? Well, for me, my parents did. But, and who taught it to them? But Christianity is not about a color at all. Jesse? Real Christian is about the spirit. I'm going to say this to you, and this is just my humble opinion. If it's not about a color, then make them the true color. See, I've been able to travel the world, and I've seen where that Jesus is black, baby. If it's not about a color, then make it the truth. But because we've been taught it's not about the color, don't get caught up in that. Well, when we know our history, when did they start teaching us Christianity? Take me back to where we come from and tell me about Christianity. Well, you- Christianity is a result of Judaism where uh, when, did, when did Jesus change his religion? If he's a Jew, when did he become Christian? Well, they, that's when they brought in the non-Jews, those who believed in the Father, believed in the Son, believed in the Father. And because we are a spirit, not a physical, you would see once you return to the Father, you see that it never had anything to do about color. It's of the spirit. And in the spirit, there is no color. That's why I believe in love. It's all love. Color. See, well, I don't. I don't label it. I, I can't label. I can't label it to belong to a group. I belong to this group, or I belong to that group. Well, this group believes this, and that group believes this. I simply believe in love, and love is colorless. It's colorless. Do you believe that our battle is a spiritual battle, a warfare between good and evil, right versus wrong? Has nothing to do with color. I do think it is right versus wrong because I don't care what color you are. If it's right, it's right. And if it's wrong, it's wrong. Yes. It can't be, well, because they was black, it's just going to automatically be right. And because they was white, it's automatically wrong. I don't care if you purple with pink polka dots. If you write, your purple ass with pink polka dots <laughs> is right. Okay, Jesse. <laughs> and if you're wrong, you're wrong. Amazing. I um I can clearly see that there's no such thing as racism, sexism, homophobiaism, Islamophobiaism, Debbie Dadism, white supremacism, anti-Semitism. It's either right or wrong, good or evil. So you have those people who are children of God, they serve him, and those who are children of Satan, they serve him. And so this battle between good and evil is working. But because people are blind, they don't see that. It's a spiritual battle. They're looking at it as though it's a physical battle, and it's really, really not. Yeah, you know, I think that the battle starts at home. Yes, 100%. The battle starts at home. Yep. And the home I was raised in, it was a round-the-clock battle. Yep. And the battle never got solved. There was never resolution. There was never... This is the answer. Absolutely. So we can take those battles out into relationships. Yeah. And you get used to those battles never being solved. So the battle starts at home. The spiritual battle, physical battle, mental battle, it starts at home. And you got to say, how am I preparing my family for this battle? Yes. How am I preparing them? Will they be weak? Will they fall apart? Will they stand strong? How am I preparing them? How many kids you have now? I have Shalon, Michael, David. Jonathan, and, four sons. And how old? Wow, how old are they? Shalon is thirty, Michael is seventeen, and the twins are fifteen. And 
I have my niece who's been like a daughter to me forever and ever since she was born. So I'm going to say I have five children because if I don't include her, she's going to look at me like, you know, you're wrong for that. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And so are they having an amazing life or are they struggling? I would like to think they're having an amazing life. They, you know, I looked at, they went to the haunted house the other day, right? And they sent back a picture. And my niece is in the middle chair and the three boys are around her. And I went to Sydney and I said, when did all of that happen? Yeah. Like, when did they get to be 5'10 and over 200 pounds? And when did she get to be a grown woman? And now she got kids of her own. When did that happen? But what we so appreciate, Jesse Lee, they so free. Yeah. Oh, them little boys, them babies so free to be who they are. One of my babies, David, loves Sesame Street, and he's 15 years old. <laughs> and when I tell you he can sing Sesame Street in every language they ever made, that and Jesse Lee, do you hear me? He be around here singing it in Swiss, in Germany, <laughs> in Japan. And, but I'm so proud of him because he shares that with whoever listens. Like, I don't care that I'm 15. Yeah. This I love puppetry. And I'm like, baby, you're going to be one of the greatest puppeteers in the world because you're so free with it. Nice. So, so, you know, I would love to believe they're living an amazing life. Would you prefer a beta male or an alpha male? Tell me, tell me the difference. A beta male is weak. He doesn't know how to deal with women. He's oh. <laughs> I eat them up, Jesse Lee. I need the alpha. I need I need the king gorilla. I need the king silverback beating his chest and make me say, okay, here I come, great babe. I need the king gorilla. Yeah. Amazing. So I gotta ask you about this election, then I gotta put you on the hot seat. Um the election we just had is still happening. I, I don't know if you say out loud who you voted for. Do you say who you voted for? I vote. I, I voted for Biden. You did? Yes. I'm stunned. Why? Because you seem like the type of woman that would vote for the great white hope since he's an alpha male and not a beta male. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if you were brother and sister and we had the same purse, I'd say, Jesse Lee, you can kiss my ass, but we not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, no, you know, that was for me. We just want Trump out. But he's such an alpha male. Is he hated because he's an alpha male? No. I, well, I don't I don't hate him because he's an alpha male. I don't hate him at all. What I just disliked was just the separation and the division he brought to this country. But he didn't do it. Let me say this to you. He didn't stop it. See, again, if I go back, when we speak about Oprah Winfrey and Tyler Perry and how we agree their silence made situations a lot worse. You knew the truth, but we're just going to be quiet. When you have the leader of this country, I'm not going to speak on it. And when I do speak on it, I'm not going to say it was right or wrong. It was good people on both sides. I can understand how that happened. So again, I don't hate nobody. You know what but I love about the Great White Hope? He he has no fear. Donald Trump. It's a great white hope, by the way. He has no fear. I'm sorry. He's the great white hope for you. For for the world. And let me tell you why. He is a straight 
white, conservative, Christian man with power. He's not afraid. He have no fear, no doubt, no worry. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. He's going to tell you how the cow ate the cabbage. He put the country first. He loved America. He brought back jobs. Black people, everybody working again. And he, he, divided, he divided the good from the evil. Is this the point where Ashton Kutcher going to jump out and say, I'm being punk, <laughs> fooling with you? I'm not playing with you, Jesse Lee, because, see, when you think about this, when you think about our Mexican babies that's at that border, and they separated from their mommies and daddies, and a lot of them, they have no idea where their mommies and daddies are. See, when you think about that, when you think about the treatment that people have received, when you see people coming on and they're speaking about they had personal involvement with this man and and you hear these women saying, this is what happened to me. And you hear this man saying, yes, you grab him in the pussy. You hear him saying that. See, again, we get caught up in fluff because if that was your mother or your daughter. And I want you to answer me if that was your daughter sitting next to that man on a plane. And your baby came home and said, Daddy, that man put his hand up my skirt. Do you tell your daughter you be quiet, the great white hope? And this is what he did for this country. Or do you tell your daughter, I'm setting up the press conference as soon as I can get somebody in here. And when I see him, that ass is going to be whooped. What do you tell your daughter? Well, if that happened, I would tell her how to deal with it, but that's not what happened. He said, because you're famous, when you're famous, it's easy for women to allow you to do that. He never said he did that. Here's what, here's what you and I are not going to do, because but, I love you, brother. I love you. But let me change this, too. I'm going to say, say this to you. There were quite a few women. There were quite a few but Monique, women. But, Monique, when I was in a father's state, I was a slut maker. And I grab all kind of sluts in the. You have to so, grab, but I was a slut so maker. Slut but, maker. So because you grab them, they were automatically slut. Yes. Well, let me say this to you, Jesse Lee. Slut maker. Men are slut makers, and women are sluts until they come out of the fallen states. When you. This why. This why. I love my brother, and I love this conversation. Let me say this to you, coming from a person that's been molested. And been in, being in so much fear to say anything. And you continue to be in that person's company because you're afraid to say something. And when you do say something, it's swept under the carpet as if you didn't say anything. So when you see those women and you say, Monique, I was a slut maker. And see, Jesse, you hang around and it appears that this, you hang around people, quote unquote, in positions, Right. And those people in those positions and those powerful people, we can grab them by the pussy because what you going to do or say, what you going to do? I'm a slut maker. I make sluts. So me, by me touching you and you saying nothing, you now go down on my book as a slut. How unfair. But if you notice, Monique, and by the way, I want to ask you about this real quick about the uh, molestation. Right now, but if I you notice, women who hang around with men like that, they have mm -hmm. a hidden agenda. And so they're ready to give it up in order to get something. Let me say this to you, because that's unfair. Let's say if a woman hangs around in a place where they're very rich men, right? Yeah. Rich, rich men. They got money because men do the same thing. Let's be clear. Yes. 
hanging around with men that got money, right? That does not make that woman a slut. What that makes that woman says is, you know what? I have something I can bring to the table. I want to know what he got. He can bring to the table. And together we got a good Reese's piece peanut butter cup. But however, if you automatically think because you walk through the door, because you simply walk through the door, you walked in with a motive. And because you walked in with a motive, I don't have to respect you. I can treat you like the slut I want to make you. Jesse Lee, if you were my brother, and we had the same parents. We'd be in the basement right now, and I would be beaten. Yo, you might beat me up, but I'd be like, you better not tell nobody that shit no more, Jesse Lee. <laughs> but what, in the good old days, with boys, with boys and men with men, they would arrange their daughters not to go uh, into looking for a job or anything with the willingness to give up sex more, have a sense of pride about yourself. And the man That's will recognize that and but he would not do it. You're making an assumption. So what you're saying is every man that's in that room, he doesn't have any character, nor class, nor respect. What you're saying about every man in that room is that man in that room, he's a bad husband, he's a bad daddy, because what he's doing is when that woman walks through that door, he's treating that woman like he would look at another man to treat his wife or his daughter. And also also that woman is treating him the way that she would expect her brother, a father to treat women because they both want, there's a hidden agenda and they both want something. Well, let's say if there is a hidden agenda, right? Can't we at least sit down and talk about what we're trying to get to the agenda? But if you just put your hands on me, that's called for ass whooping. That would be better if they talked about it, but sometimes people are not that honest with one another. Well, they should be because what yeah. happens is if not, you just begin to assume. That's See, right. You even had a conversation. You, Jesse Lee, said, no, Monique, that's what they show up for. They, they, that's what they want. Well, you're assuming because you didn't take out the time to say, let me go talk to this sister. Now, that sister might say to you, you know what, Jesse Lee, by the end of the night, I'm going to need $20,000. Now, you tell me what you want for that $20,000, and we got a good damn plan. <laughs> or she may say, you know what, brother? I wanted to come out. I'm a college-educated sister. I wanted to come meet some brothers that may, you know, want to have a conversation with me, see what we can come up with. Then you go from there. But when you just automatically put it out there that they slut because they show up, I don't say they slut because they show up. I say they slut because they do it. Well, listen, if they do it, it's because they grown. Right, but so they don't and have a everybody right. Everybody has consented. You cannot put your hands on me if I've not consented to you doing that. You just cannot grab me in my between my legs because you're famous. Okay? Donald Trump knew not to grab a black but woman. He never Jesse. did it, but he, he didn't say he did. He didn't say he did it. That's the point I want to make. And one other quick question about that. The, yes, the women who brought their children over the, to our country illegally, who mm-hmm. fought is it if they end up in a cage or somewhere? Is it the, the parents who brought the kids illegally or our law, our government that has to enforce the law? Who fought is it? Hey, this. Let me say this to you. Don't tell me this is the greatest country in the world. It is the greatest country, Monique. Well, if, when you say that and you broadcast that all over the world, and I live in horrible conditions and I live in a situation that I don't know if tomorrow's going to be any better. And I want to get a better opportunity for my baby. And I'm going to do it the best way I can. If that means it might cost me my life. And I might, it might be better for my baby and their babies to come. And I might not, I might not see the joy. 
but I just want to get my baby to a better opportunity because they've sold this to me since I was a child. America's the greatest place. America's the greatest for opportunity. America's the best. America, come to America, come to America. You cannot tell me, Jesse, with this supposed to be the greatest country in the world that we couldn't make provisions? Well, we do have a provision. They can come through the front door. I understand why they're trying to illegally come over, but it doesn't make it right. We just can't let them break out the laws. However, when it's the greatest country, it doesn't make it right. But they can come through the front door. You make provisions and you say, here's the parents with your children. Through the front door, though. We do have that, but they have to do it right. Listen, I understand that. However, you got our babies in cages. Does that sound familiar? But they brought them here. It's Obama. That, by the way, Obama us, put them in cages. You know that, they right? They brought us here. You know, and Obama. Think, please hear me. Wrong is wrong. Yeah. And right is right. I like I said, because you black don't make it right, because you white <laughs> don't make it wrong. Wrong That's is right. wrong, and right is right. See, we were in cages too. Who? Remember? Remember Jesse? No. He looked like us. From the ancestors, we'll never get a chance to oh, meet. Oh, I see what you're saying. When the Arabs, when the Arabs went to Africa and bought us, when the Arabs uh-huh. went to Africa and bought us from the blacks and sold us. wrong with our community, though, Jesse. Some of us separate themselves from us. And I hope I'm not looking at a black man that's sitting in front of me that has separated himself from us. When I say we were in those cages, too, see, we were in those cages too. But not me. I wasn't raised that way. And Monique, I was raised on a plantation in Alabama under the Jim Crow law, but black people were decent people then. They got married. They worked hard. They treated everybody, no matter what color, the way they would like to be treated. And life was amazing. So my mindset is not into the black thing. It is to being right and doing right. At one point when I moved to Los Angeles, I listened to the race hustlers like the Jesse Jackson and all those folks, and I believed that white people hated me, but I realized I had been lied to, that they didn't hate me because of my color. And I overcame it really fast. Not all. So I'm not Not into the black thing. I'm into being right. I understand that, but what I don't want you to do is to be is to be into being ignorant from what it really is. But because not all, not all white people hate black people. Yeah. Not all black people hate white people. That's not all of anything. That's such a so no, we don't we don't say, oh, we hate all whites, and they say, oh, we hate all blacks. No, what I'm saying to you as a black man, do not separate yourself from who you are. And let me finish my statement because I had an aunt and she's still alive and she fought real hard to separate herself from being black. She was everything but black. She fought real hard. <laughs> well, I, I don't come from that. No, well, I don't, well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't meet those people, but those people are still you. Those people are still a part of you. See, a white person can't explain to us what it's like to be brought to this country and put in a cage. But listen, I I didn't, when I was in a father's state, once I moved here and listened to the liars, I mm-hmm. believed that white people hated me, so I had this anger. But once I overcame the anger, then God mm-hmm. forgave me. I'm, I, I'm not into the color thing. I'm into what is right, being right, and doing right. And yes. it has nothing is to do right? with color. Is it right to put your hands on a woman uninvited? It's not, I don't, when you say put your hand on her. Is it right to sexually assault a woman uninvited? If if a man truly raped a woman, that's wrong. 
But That's most it. women are not being raped. I'm not going to let you do that. I'm not going to let you do that. But, if a man walks up to me and puts his hands on my breast and squeezes my breast, that's sexual assault. No, he did not put his penis I, I, inside of me, but that is sexual assault. But you have I, violated my body, right? I don't think men do it that way anyway. They don't just walk over to you unless you're on drugs or pot he, and, and grab your breast. It has to- so you heard Donald Trump say, I grab them. He didn't say that. What did he say, Jess? He said that when you're famous, women will allow you to do that. You can do anything when you're famous, and that's true. I want you to play it back. He said, I grab them in the pussy. No, he never said it, Monique. You owe me lunch. If I'm wrong, I want to apologize already. All right. Could be saying it wrong. However, when he says, when you famous, and we know we deal with a man that like to talk about who he is, how much he got. When you're famous, you can just do that. And then you had women coming out saying that man. But women lie. Women lie on men, Monique. Okay, baby. Especially if they can't control you. Let me ask you this. What did those women? Because, see, when you come out and you tell on someone that's powerful and famous, and now they're the president. Now they're the president. And those women are saying, y'all, this is what happened to me. Then another woman, y'all, this is what happened to me. I know, Monique, but they they leave out. I went there wanting something special, so I was willing to give up sex for it. I didn't get what I wanted. Now I want to destroy this man. I'm just going to lie on him. You can't believe that kind of stuff. But let me ask you real fast, because I got to put you on the hot seat because we're out of time almost. Did you forgive the guy you said molested you? Did you forgive him? Yes, that's my brother. Your brother? Yes. Oh, your blood brother or your black brother? My blood brother. My biological brother. Did you forgive him? Yes. Oh, good. Nice. Yes. Nice. So I got to heat this in, this up and put you on the hot seat. And I need you I need you to ask these questions as quickly as possible, all right? Okay. The hot seat. Do you love white people? I love everybody. Is how do you love white people? I love Everybody. And see, let me say this to you. This is why I won't play the Christianity game with you. When you tell me Christianity has no color and then you come back with, do you love white people? Are you the Christian that you believe you set yourself to be? I love everybody. I don't put it off on white or black or yellow or red. I love all my brothers and sisters. Is sex love? Say that again. Is sex love? It depends on who you having it with. (laughs) Amazing. Are, are you okay with transgenders dominating women's sports? Am I okay with transgenders dominating women's sports? Yes. If that transgender considers themselves to be a woman, then that's a woman. And that is a woman. And I respect their position. Now, if our sports want to get a category and they say this is for this category, I respect that position. But I respect our sister's position to want to be included. Do you support abortion? I support a woman's decision. That's her right. That's her choice. What is a man? My husband, baby. <laughs> what, what is love? Honesty. 
On a scale of one to 10, how creepy is Joe Biden? I wouldn't rate that because I don't know Joe Biden. Do you support same-sex marriage? I support love, and yes, I do. I support two people loving each other so hard, baby. So that way, when they leave this earth and their spirit go to somebody else, they get goodness. Do you support same-sex marriage, Jesse? Amazing. I don't agree with it at all. They can do what they want, but I don't agree with it. Um, Who's stronger, (laughs) black men or black women? I think together we have an undeniable strength. Who is stronger, black men or black women? I think together we have an undeniable strength. Amazing. Do you support socialism? Now, Jesse, explain to me what socialism is. It's when a group of people want to control you for their own personal gain. (laughs) I don't want to be controlled by nobody for their personal gain. Yeah. Uh, How would you describe Camilla Harris? In one word, how would you describe Camilla Harris? Courageous. Crazy? Courageous. Oh, courageous. I thought you said crazy. Courageous. I'm about to give you a fist bump if you said crazy. I won't do it. Oh, is there an excuse to riot, loot, or burn cities? Yeah, say that again. Is there an excuse to riot, loot, and burn cities? I don't know if the word is excuse, but I damn sure understand it. Do you support? I certainly understand it. Do you support this far left radical organization that was founded by of fat black lesbian, uh, Black Lives Matter? Do you support them? You know, Jesse. Let me tell you why I love you. <laughs> and let me tell you why the nurturing of my husband allows me to stay here with you, right? And it allows me to talk to my brother with respect and patience because you've referred to my sister Kamala. Kamala, I'm sorry, it's crazy. No, I thought you said crazy. But you was going to give me a fist pump if that's what I said. Right, because I agree with that. Okay, right. Then you just refer to some of my sisters as fat black lesbians. That's what they say they are. And I'm going to say this to you. Our community suffers a lot because oftentimes we don't have the strength of our black men standing behind us or with us. Pulling you forward. That's what they need, fathers. Well, what we need is not just fathers. What we need is our brothers. And we need our brothers strong enough not to talk down to us, but to lift us up. We need our brothers strong enough that even when they may disagree, to still look at us like they're queens because we still look at y'all like our kings. See, when, I, when you first came on and I saw you, I said, I know this brother. I know I know this brother, but I couldn't put it together. And when we first start talking, I'm like, come on, help me know who he is. Universe, talk to me. Then you begin to talk to me. And you begin to say, Monique, this is who I am. 
And had for one moment that I thought you would speak not positively in reference to us, I would have said, I declined this interview. Amazing. I can't believe that. You're not a runner. I'm going to tell you why. Because I wouldn't have wanted to even give it a chance. But now I'm grateful that I am. Because we're two adult people, brother and sister, having this beautiful conversation. We're just on two different streets right now. Yes. It doesn't stop me from loving you. That's right. But what I will say to you is... When you talk about us, you better speak with respect and love and encouragement because right now our community is suffering. And then when we get our black men to stand in front of us and speak as if they're disconnected, that's the part, Jesse Lee, that's disheartening. But so now me, when I'm looking at you, let, I feel like I'm looking at Oprah Winfrey. Amazing. But let me ask you, if they say that they're lesbians, if they say they're radical, they're Marxists, they've been trained Marxists. I've never heard a black woman say I'm a fat black lesbian. I've heard women say I'm a black lesbian and I'm proud. I I never heard her say I'm a fat black. I've never heard not one person from BLM say I'm a fat black lesbian. I know, but because they're so radical and so heavy and mean. But does that give you a right to refer to them like that, fat black lesbians? But Talk to me about Christianity, Jesse Lee, let, let, and then you speak with not a nice tongue. Let me ask you this. Would God, like God appreciate you talking about his children like that? As long as I don't hate them, I don't judge them. Jesse Lee, once again, if me and you were biological brothers and sisters, <laughs> we'd be in the basement right now. <laughs> like, almost I, the basement door. I got them. I got to ask, did you have fun? With you? Yes. I did, brother. Thank you. I did. I, you know, I felt myself like, what is he? But then I had to say, you know what, Monique? When you talk about love, you got to walk in it. And though you and Jesse Lee may not agree, it don't stop me from loving you. There you go. What I do have for you, brother, is empathy. Because when the disconnection comes in and you, you are... You a black man. Make no mistake, mama. Black has the ace of space. You, 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 when I look at you, I don't see no space. I see a black man. Black has the ace of space. What? Black has the ace of space. As the ace? You black as E and J on the rock. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So when I see my brother that is a beautiful king, beautiful king, and our community needs our kings. And we don't need our kings to talk against us or at us. We need our kings to talk to us and with us. We don't need our kings to tell us all that we're not. We need our kings to tell us what we are. So when you say we're we in a fallen state, you are part of the problem, Jesse. No, I've been working 30 years to show blacks how to overcome the fallen state by showing them how to go and forgive their parents for failing them and return to the fathers. And once they do that, life become amazing because they fall away from the color thing. They fall away from anger. They fall away from anger. I've heard when I hear us refer to us as black people, when I hear, that's why I say us and we, because they my people. It's me. 
I can't disconnect me and say those black people. I'm trying to talk to the black people. I'm talking to us. I'm talking to our community. So when you start disconnecting the blacks, like now, you know, I'm 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 not like the, I'm trying to teach the black people. Not I'm trying to teach my people. But Monique, once you're born again of God, your your people are. And, and my people would be the people who have been born again of God, returned to the Father, and they're of the spirit, not of the color. So yes, those are your people now. Us like that, if the world saw us like that, it wouldn't be inequality. It wouldn't be injustice. It wouldn't be one of our black men or daughters. But it doesn't, once you're born of God, it doesn't like matter. Shot up and beat and killed for no reason. So, Jesse, yes, color does matter. And stop. You can't sell. If color did not matter. It doesn't. Well, then we would see just as many white ki- white babies being killed by police brutality than we're seeing black babies. If color did not matter, then you would not have black the black community saying this is inequality. If color did not matter, you would not have our school system. See, and I've been in it. I've been to those inner city schools. And the teachers say to me, Monique, they don't give us the funding. We don't even have the funding. I've, I've been in it. But they're being ripped I'm off by their own black leadership because they've turned their lives over to someone what else. You hear me. Wrong is wrong and right is right. I'm not right. You keep bringing up Obama. I'm not making right, right or wrong. I'm saying, listen, our community is suffering. But they need fathers. Let me ask a final question because of time. If black people today were raised by a father and a mother who love what's right with all their heart, soul and might, and they set good examples for their children, taught them how to work, how to be responsible, how to treat others the way they would like to be treated. Would most black people be in the condition they're in today? If people, if people. But how about the, how about the blacks? If what, let me say this. If our community had both parents in the house and both parents were fighting for the betterment of their children. Yes. Our community would be better. That's what we need. if the white community had both parents in the house, because see what happens, Jesse, is when we get brothers like you, people would think that we are the problem. You are. Black people are their well, own problem. What happens is with the welfare system, it's far more white people on welfare than it is black. Far more. But why but they're not complaining people, like the blacks? Huh? Why you don't hear the whites who are on welfare complaining and blaming someone else like the blacks do? Well, then I need you to go into the welfare offices, Jesse. I need you to take a trip to the welfare office. See, I did because I wanted to see it for myself. I wanted to see it. And when you see our white brothers and sisters in there, not that I'm judging, not that I'm judging. You need to go take a trip. So maybe you'll stop thinking as they brainwashed you into believing, oh, it's just the blacks complaining. No, wrong is wrong and right is right, regardless of the color. And right now, when you start speaking like some white people that speak of, oh, the blacks, the blacks, the blacks, the blacks. What that says is I'm so disconnected from y'all that, yeah, it is your problem. It is. Let me show y'all how I can help y'all. Let me show you how I can fix y'all. You're not the savior, Jesse. But Monique, every adult, you do agree that every adult is responsible for themselves. And when they complain all the time and blame others, that's a sign of weakness, right? Well, oh, come on. Let's talk about it. When they blame others, that's a sign of weakness. So the man that is your great white hope, every time we see that ass on TV, he complaining about something. So now I want you to chew on your words, Jesse Lee. But he's not complaining about evil. Just stop it. Now I want you to stop it. I want he's that man. He's pointing it out. He's pointing it out, not complaining. So, so, so 
Because we, he's a winner. So we're not pointing it out. We're complaining. Yeah, and burning down and destroying. Well, and let me say this to you. Destroying statues and flags as though that's going to make their life as better and not. Have, as they should have. How do we salute people that owned us, Jesse Lee? How do we walk our children down the street and say, look at this great white hope, as you would refer to them, and tell our children you should respect and honor because they own people that look like us. Maybe not you, maybe not your mom and dad, maybe not their mom and dad, but I can damn sure bet you somewhere down the line, the people that you want to honor and they're your great white hope, they own people that look like you, Jesse Lee. So again, again, when we have brothers such as yourself and sisters, that speak about all that we're doing. And it's just us. It's just the black problem. The blacks, the blacks, the blacks. As if you're not, that's the problem. Monique, answer this for me and then we got to run. I, I'm way over time. Um, black people, not all, not all, not all, not all, not all, not all, but most. <laughs> black people, nobody in the world like black people now. They have made it worse for them. No race like them or anybody. They're afraid of them. They try to avoid them. They skirt around. Why do you think that is, Jesse? Because they have been acting a fool over the last year or so, burning and destroying and killing and robbing and raping and blaming. Now they, they have more enemies than they have. Than they, they have more enemies today than they had before because, because nobody liked them. Know the history. And we don't give a damn not being like. Let me be clear. Why not? You don't have to like me, but you have to respect me. But you've tried to do it by forcing. You can't force anyone to love you. Fanny Lou Hamer. Who? (laughs) For your producers that are there, are your parents still alive? My parents? Yes. No, they did. Okay. Aunts, uncles? They may be older than you? Yes. I feel like you come from a family that didn't tell you about your history. Because when you say to me, who was Fannie Lou Hamer? Right. See, I'm going to tell you who she was. Fannie Lou Hamer was a black woman. And as you recall, she's a fat black woman. And that black woman wanted to go vote. She simply wanted to go vote, Jesse Lee. And the beating they gave to that black woman. And see, not the white man didn't beat her. The white man stood back and gave the weapon and gave the stick to the black man. But Monique, what does it have uh, to do with uh, black people uh, uh, today? I'll tell you. Because you because asked me there about was time when women couldn't vote, period. You asked me about the burning down and the looting. I'm going to tell you about it. That's what you asked me. Well, should they be doing that, right? Should they be doing that? Right. Why would they do that? See, this woman named Fannie Lou Hamer, I want you to do your research and your homework so you'll understand why I, it's I know who you're talking about. I heard of her before, but it doesn't matter. Okay, well, now, we go, well, now you heard of her, right? Yeah. So she said, as she was speaking candidly, she said, this country was built on our backs. With Not our true. Blood. Not true. Very true, Jesse. No, it really. built on our backs. I'm going to have you back, Monique. That is not true. That's not true. labor. Jesse, listen. What I'm not going to do is debate you about this. Right. Because you and I both can go to the facts and look it up. But what happens is we built it up and we want to be treated like human beings. But we the way that blacks are acting now, they're running people away from them. So if, if they pull, when they pull a black man over and he in a family with his car and then that black man winds up dead 
and he did everything they told him to do. Was he acting like an animal, Jesse? He's not, if he does, Monique, if he does what the cops ask him to do, he's not going to end up there. But if he fight the cop, if he draw guns, if they go for knives, if they're running because they're criminals, they're going to end up dead. The cop has no other choice but to protect themselves and protect the innocent people. These people that you guys, these people who are getting killed by cops are criminals. They're thugs. They're running. I'm going to oh, say this to you, Brother Jesse. It's disheartening. And it's disappointing. Well, it's the truth. I thought you were about the truth. Me. I want you to hear me, please. Please hear me out. All right. Okay. It's disheartening and disappointing. To watch a black man validate and co-sign the brutality and the murders and the killings that has happened to our black men, our black women, our black mothers, our black fathers, and to sit here in front of you, black man, and you sit there and you find reason. And our black men have been shot in the back with no weapons on them. Our black men have been choked to death and pose no threat. And you sit there, black man, and you make that okay, black man. Let me say this to you. I don't know what color your wife is. And I don't know what color your children are. But I'm going to pray for them. But Monique, are you I saying that God. these blacks are doing I, nothing? I'll tell you what I'm saying. They're not bringing that I, upon I'm themselves. I'm going to tell you what I'm saying. I empathize for the village. But I thought you were about truth. I am. But then the I truth is, they didn't act out. This, let me say this. There's, when I went to that jail, there are some sisters that were supposed to be there. They were supposed to be there. Yeah. And they looked at me and said, bitch, I'm supposed to be here. So we was clear. <laughs> then there was something that looked at me and said, Monique, I ain't supposed to be in here. So what you're saying to me is not all our black men has been shot. I'm not saying all of them were innocent. No, I'm not saying but why that. Don't, why don't the black speak out loud about those who are bringing this upon themselves by running, going for guns? Trying to get knives and weapons, and but what and, about the ones who haven't, Jesse Lee? And, and mouthing the cops and things like what that. What about the ones who haven't? I don't what know of any that haven't. I don't know see, of because you're not paying attention. I'm paying close you attention. See, you want to see? You want to see what you want to see, brother? No, no, Jesse no. Lee. And what this? What I'm gonna do is because I love you. I do. I love you, brother. And for all your listeners that's listening. I want y'all to hear me. Please put one up for our brother tonight because we got a lost one. And we got one that's so lost that he's willing to throw his people under the bus. But I want you to take yourself, because color don't matter. I want you to go to the welfare office in your area. And I want you to see all the complaining going on. I want you to take yourself to the areas that's considered not so fancy, and they just happen to be white people. And I want you to hear all the complaining going on. See? But it still would be six. weakness, though, if they're complaining. Anyone I, who complains is weak. Then I appreciate you saying that. Don't just put it on us. And you're, you're, great, you're great white hope. You're great white hope. Read his tweets. Watch his comments. They're amazing. 
complaining, baby. I don't know what it is. No, it's not. But Monique, anything you want to promote? Are you on tour, writing books? Or anything? You know what I want to promote? This is what I want to promote. You ready for this, Jesse? I am ready. I want to promote you finding yourself. Amazing. I promote you loving your people. I want to promote you standing up for a community that you know has been mistreated. I want to promote you to find out the history about where you come from. I know your mom and dad they raised you, but find out where they came from. Then find out where they came from. Then find out where they came from. I want to promote nothing but love, but I want to promote you to stop being ignorant. Monique, check out, out my, really are. check out my organization, Bond, RebuildingTheMan.com. We have been rebuilding the family by rebuild, rebuilding the man for 30 years. We tutor, we counsel. Yes. I started an entrepreneur program where I helped the guys of all races start businesses. I started a credit union where I loaned them the money. They have to pay it back. We're about rebuilding the family, bringing back the order of God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman and woman over children. We've been doing it for 30 years. Check it out. I think you're going to want to help me. <laughs> Jesse Lee, you are my brother from another mother. Because if it was my mother, I'd have whipped your ass on this conversation. Do you hear me? I Amazing. love you, brother. Thank you so you. much for coming on, all right? Thank you, baby. And I love you as well. All right, brother. God bless all you. Right. Okay, baby. All right. You Thank you all for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, ring the bell, check out our merch, and thank you for your Patreon uh, support as well. Go to Patreon, uh, the, click the Patreon link in the description to support our work. It's amazing. I enjoyed that. That was amazing. Let me hear from you. Take care. Next time on The Fallen State. Black men act like women. A lot. They're angry. They're Emotional. overreactionary. Bipolar. Of, yeah. What happened to them? The ones I know like that have very traumatic childhoods with their mom. Yeah. The disadvantage of what they went through with their mother sent them into like an emotional tailspin. It's a mess. Uh... <laughs> It is. Is it weird being a lady and being a pastor? Absolutely. Like, I don't want to be a pastor. Do you still sin? I haven't in a while, unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be wanting to, but I just don't. What do you be wanting to do at home? You know, just like hang out or go to the club, cuss, something fun. <laughs>
I help people on the radio and on the Father State newsletters that we put out three times a year. We're doing it. So we have helped you. Now I need your help. And you need to hurry up and do it so we can get it done, all right? I really, really, really appreciate it.